This is a Warminster Community Radio podcast. Welcome to Around Warminster. This is WCR's BA12 radio burst covering Warminster and the surrounding villages. Now, I know it's another new podcast. Uh, So what are we trying to do that's different? Well, our podcast is all about location. It's about Warminster, nearby villages, surrounding rural areas. If it's worth knowing in Warminster, you'll find it here. At Community Radio is about local voices, and we want to get as many as we can onto this podcast. Uh, so if you've got something that we should be talking about, then get in touch, and more on how you can do that later. Uh, coming up on this first edition, tributes to 105-year-old John Hamilton and councillor John Syme, plus updates from the Mayor of Warminster and our local police inspector. First, though, we've started 2024 with the worst flooding in Warminster for a decade. I spoke to Councillor Bill Parks. He represents Warminster North and Rural on Wiltshire Council, and I started by asking for an update of the areas affected by flooding. Probably the most serious flooding we've had in a a little while, I, I would have said. I think so. I think we have been fortunate in the town and surrounding villages, compared to other areas in the county, and indeed the country, where many properties were flooded. And there have been particular problems in Bradford, even in Marlborough, where we may have seen on the telly the problems there, and indeed a care home was evacuated the day before yesterday, I think. So we've been quite fortunate, but shouldn't be complacent about things, really. Mm. I mean, Wiltshire Council manages over 3,000 miles of road, so 1,000 bridges and structures, and, and 80,000 gullies to keep maintained and emptied, which at this time of the year can become very quickly blocked with leaf debris or overwhelmed with the quantity of rainwater, which is what we will have seen. Yes, so there... There are really there's two main types of flooding, really, aren't there? Here in Warminster, uh, well, in Bradford-on-Avon, we're looking at river... Yeah. Um, uh, what's the technical term I'm looking for? Overtopping, isn't it? It's, it's just it's sort of fluvial a, flooding as opposed to groundwater yes. flooding. Um, whereas in, War, in Warminster, generally, uh, it, it's more groundwater flooding, isn't it? it? It's mainly sort of fluvial rain problems, Um Overnight, night before last, the teams have been working throughout the night and they did receive over 100 calls night before last of flooding uh, problems, which clearly they prioritise and attend to. Um, and currently there's 15 roads that are closed in the county, of which two are in Warminster, which we know is are in Smallbrook Road and, and I think there's a section down in Boreham, down there towards Bishopstrow. Uh, so, if people are concerned about flooding, uh, what should they do? I think there are some key messages here. that um, Clearly, um, if they're able to sign up to the EA and receive flood warnings, currently the EA have removed the flood warning, but we've still, we've still got um, one in place in this area for Warminster. Sorry, the flood alert warning has been removed. Now we've still got a flood alert for Warminster. So things are improving. Um, But I would point 
residents to the Wiltshire Council website where indeed there's a whole page there devoted to how people can look up things that perhaps can help them. There's a, a useful guide there, Householders Guide for Emergencies, so I'd point them there. But really, if, the, if there's a problem they're concerned about, please report it through to my Wilts. Uh, and the teams are working all throughout this weekend dealing with priorities, problems. Um, so I'd encourage people to please report it through my Wilts. Uh, and we have flood wardens uh, in the local area as well, don't we? We do have flood wardens, and it's important that, um, in addition to reporting on world, so it, we're encouraged to liaise with the town and parish council and the flood wardens to avoid any duplication of reports because it becomes very busy, very complex when, as I said, these over 100 reports overnight came in. And to avoid duplication, it's better to liaise with the parish flood wardens, and indeed the town flood wardens. Now, we, we talked a, a lot of, uh, then about the, the incidents in, in Warminster, but I know your, your area covers uh, a, a lot of the villages around the area as well. How yeah. have they been coping? Uh, have they been affected by any flooding? They, they, they like I say, fortunately been quite lucky, really, but there were some problems. Um, there were some um, landslips, minor landslides, from high banks onto some of the um, country lanes. Obviously, there's a lot of fallen trees and leaf debris. Um, but as I say, fortunately, no houses that I know of were flooded. So uh, compared to other parts of the county, quite fortunate, really. Um, there's, there's still some difficult uh, difficulties out there. And I'd, I'd still say to the listeners, just be very careful, you know, on some of the side roads don't attempt to drive through any flood water obvious things are still fallen trees a lot of leaf debris on some of the minor roads so just be very mindful when you're out and about mm-hmm. and obviously if, if anyone's traveling further afield then some areas particularly bradford on avon uh, are, are suffering more more severely aren't they they are bradford on avon and indeed Marlborough was, was quite bad we've seen it on some of the local news how badly they were affected there is the, the, the rain forecast doesn't give... Fortunately, the rains cease now, mm. so the forecasts are improving, but I just remind people we're anticipating road service temperatures to drop down over this weekend and just be cautious that our critting teams are on standby ready to go out and sort the networks. So there's still some problems out there. With flooding still impacting the local area and cold weather forecast in the coming days, I asked Acting Inspector of Wiltshire Police, Gemma Rutter, to give her advice for drivers. Lots of bad weather, lots of flooding everywhere, although that's going down at the moment. But in the following weeks, we're going to look at some really cold snaps, some some frozen roads and possibly some snow, but who knows. Um, Basically, the advice that we're giving is just to be really prepared for your journey. And it sounds really simple, but it's the most efficient advice that I can give anybody listening um, is just just give yourself a little bit extra time in the morning think is your journey necessary do you really really need to go out when it's icy and slippery um, and I think in years that have gone past we've gotten used to working from home it's a really good idea now whilst we still can drive around and go to work find out what the policy is with your work do you have to go in if the weather's bad 
because um, ultimately, if you go out and you have an accident, that's more drain on the emergency services. We're putting more people at risk. So if you can stay at home and work from home, or you can order your shopping in, then then do so. Don't don't put yourself at unnecessary risk, really. Mm. And so just give yourself time. And uh, when people are driving on the road, uh, they they need to drive to the conditions. Really do need to drive to the conditions. Yes, they do. So give yourself plenty of space from the car in front of you. You don't know if it's going to break suddenly. Um, and we should be doing this anyway. But I think when it comes to bad weather, we all seem to want to huddle together <laughs> for some strange reason. But give yourself space, give yourself time, give yourself the ability to react to what's happening in front of you or what the conditions are like. If it is icy, you are going to slip and slide. No matter how good a driver you think you are, you're going to slip and slide. So take that time, have the awareness about you, look at signs. Oh, is the hedgerow frozen? Is it is it icy? Is there water on the road or is it frozen on the road? Is there black ice? Think about all of that to come and then make sure you've got things in your car. So if the worst situation does happen, you do have a blanket in the car, you might have a flask of coffee. Uh, nothing stronger. <laughs> uh, but make sure you've got those things to hand. So it is really a case of, we know the cold weather's coming. We know it's not going to be particularly nice in the next couple of weeks. Take a few minutes out of your day just to be prepared. Uh, we still have a lot of flood water around at the moment. Um, what's the, the guidance for, for driving through water? I mean, should you, should you avoid any water at all? Or what's the sort of the guidance for I that? Think you, you have to be sensible. Um, and again, have a look at your surroundings. Is anybody else going through? <laughs> That's my general tip. Mm. If they're not, you know that it's going to be too deep. Um, Ultimately, we still go to vehicles that are, are trapped in flood water and you see them bobbing down the road. Just don't don't do it. Turn around, drive back um, and find an alternative route. It's so much easier than having to be pulled out of flood water and then go through the expenses of having your car fixed. Uh, generally, if there's a flow to the water, don't go through it because that shows that there's a depth there um, and the flow can cause you to to kind of veer off the road as well. So that's something to consider. It's not just a case of getting stuck in deep water, but where's that water going to take you? And if you end up in the hedge, you're going to end up having to call us and get very wet feet. So <laughs> just don't do it. Find an alternative route and and take that route, really. And uh, presumably uh, when there's bad weather, your, your uh, officers are under uh, extra pressure <laughs> yes. to, to deal with lots of things. When, when are the times when people should call you uh, and when are the times when perhaps they, they might not need to call you um, and perhaps report something to Wiltshire Council yeah. instead? Um, if, if roads are beginning to look like they're flooding. If you start seeing more water than you usually would see on the road, the puddles are beginning to merge. It is beginning to look like a little bit of a stream is, is forming. You can call for council. Um, if there are signs already up and it looks like um, the flooding is becoming worse, again, you can call for council because generally we are already aware of it. But ultimately, anybody can call in in good faith um uh, uh, you know we are here for guidance you can call 101 you can always pop down to your local police station as well and you can report online so there are lots of different ways that you can contact us which won't drain the 999 system um 
but again, you know, it's, it's thinking about those alternative agencies there that can help us, such as council and highways. So it's not just police, you can call them as well and they will come out and um, review the situation also. And presumably if there's any danger, then that's a, a 999 Absolutely, call. any danger, 999. Burst pipes, um, rivers that have kind of burst their banks, anything like that. When we're looking at um, a possible threat to life or property, 999, definitely. Next on Around Warminster, our Newsweek team of reporters look back at seven days of local news. WCR Newsweek. Headlines. Controversy over agricultural land use. Over 100 drink drivers at Christmas. Public assists police to catch villains. Sadness at Longleat as Koala dies. And Athenaeum Singer's workshop with highly regarded composer. All this and more on Newsweek. Controversy over agricultural land use Wiltshire Council has revealed that, when considering planning applications, the number of homes to be built is what they consider. The amount of agricultural land loss due to housing developments is not considered. A spokesman for the Council described details of the previous land use as ancillary data, which is used to report on housing completions in brownfield or agricultural land. Approval for outline plans of 205 homes on Brownfield land west of Westbury Road was granted last year, along with several other agricultural land planning applications in the area. Members of the community, including MP Dr Andrew Morrison, had already objected to developments, citing concerns about national food security. Dr Morrison said, I have consistently opposed building on open countryside and I am lobbying ministers on the five-year land supply. It is simply a developer's charter to build wherever they choose. It must go. Once high-grade agricultural land is built on, it is lost to food production forever, meaning even greater reliance on imports. The Campaign for the Protection of Rural England also objected to Westbury Road plans, citing destruction of green space, wild habitats and quality agricultural land. Over a hundred drink drivers at Christmas. More than a 100 drivers were investigated during the annual drink-driving police campaign throughout December. The message to drivers was, don't risk it. However, despite this and increased patrols by the Roads Policing Unit, neighbourhood teams and special constabulary, a total of 108 drivers were stopped, of which 94 were arrested. Reasons for the arrests included poor driving, reports from members of the public and minor collisions. Fourteen were dealt with outside of arrest due to being involved in serious collisions that involved hospital processes. Will Ayres, acting inspector of the Roads Policing Unit, said, Although the annual Christmas campaign is over, we will continue to target drink or drug drivers throughout the county every day and we encourage the public to report people to us who they suspect of committing these offences. He concluded that it is completely unacceptable to get behind the wheel of a vehicle having consumed alcohol or illegal drugs. You are putting your own life and the lives of other road users in serious danger. Public assists police to catch villains. 
Thanks to the amazing support of the public, the recent Wanted This Winter campaign saw 21 outstanding suspects successfully dealt with by Wiltshire Police. Whilst some handed themselves in, many of the suspects were apprehended after information of their whereabouts was provided by members of the public. There are still 21 suspects outstanding and their details are listed on the Wiltshire Police website. Phil Stainings, Police Chief Superintendent, said... It has once again proven the power the public and social media has to support operational policing and solve crimes. By working together with the public, we can make Wiltshire and Twindon a safer place for all. Sadness at Longleat as Koala dies On Thursday of last week, Longleat keepers expressed their sadness at the death of 17-year-old Koala, Burke. He was described as incredibly special in their social media post. Burke had been imported into the safari park from the Osaka Tenoji Zoo in Japan in 2019. He became part of a breeding program aimed at protecting the future of the southern koala. The social media post said, Burke leaves us with not only fond memories, but also the legacy of his offspring, Hazel and Monty, who were the first two southern koalas born in Europe. The post concluded that Burke was very much loved by his keepers at Osaka Tenoji Zoo and Longleat, as well as everyone in Japan and the UK who had the chance to visit him. He was incredibly special to us all and will be very sadly missed. Athenaeum Singers Workshop with Highly Regarded Composer The Athenaeum Singers are gearing up to embark on an exciting programme of music composed by Bob Chilcott. They will be holding a Come and Sing Day on Saturday the 3rd of February and are encouraging new members to join them. The day will be led by Mr Chilcott himself, who has an outstanding reputation as a choral conductor and workshop leader. The Athenaeum Singers will be performing the works at a concert on Saturday the 23rd of March. It will be conducted by the group's music director, Thomas Mottershead. Details of this and other events can be found on the Athenaeum Singers website. Teenagers arrested. Police attended a residence at Fisherton de la Mer last Wednesday, on the 27th of December, following reports that three people had forced their way into the property and threatened the residents. They demanded car keys and cash before getting away in the residents' car. Police spotted the car in Salisbury, but it failed to stop and then crashed. A 14-year-old, a 15-year-old and 16-year-old were all arrested on suspicion of aggravated burglary, as well as drug driving and possession of a Class B drug. The teenagers were remanded in custody after weapons including an air rifle and pistol were found in their possession. Everyone who has any information regarding the incident is asked to call the police on 101 or anonymously on Crime Stoppers 0800-555-111. Keep personal details private. A national campaign is underway called Take 5 by Action Fraud. Police in Warminster and Westbury have been raising awareness of the campaign and advice is available about email deception, phone-based scams and online fraud. The campaign urges people to stop and consider whether any communications like these are genuine and particularly if they really make sense. Action frauds state that nobody should ever be contacted out of the blue and ask for their full PIN or password, 
all be made to feel pressurised into moving money into another account. They also warn that criminals may even purport to be from Take 5 on the phone or by text, using its official branding on its website, social media posts and literature. Contact your bank immediately and report it to the police and Action Fraud if you think you may have been the victim of a scam. Christmas Crash Dashcam Appeal A couple who were involved in a three-car collision on the A36 on the 28th of December are appealing for any dashcam footage of the incident. A silver BMW was being driven by Joshua Morris in an easterly direction near Bishopstrow when he had to take extreme evasive action to avoid another BMW which came flying out of a lay-by and straight into the side of the car. Both Mr Morris's car and another blue BMW were so badly damaged they were written off. The silver BMW which came out of the lay-by absconded from the scene but has been identified and the registration is known. A spokesman from the Wiltshire Police said that inquiries into the identity of the driver are progressing. Anyone who witnessed the incident is urged to call 101. Fears for community space development near Minster. Consultancy firm Planning Sphere Limited have made representations to the Wiltshire Local Plan Review on behalf of Footstep Active Living Limited, or FAL, FAL. This took place in November of 2023 and Fall is a prospective purchaser of a site located behind the Minster Church of St. Dennis. The company want to build a 64-home development of open market and affordable housing on the land at Church Street. However, there is currently no application for the development. Planning Sphere said that an initial consultation with the Town Council last year revealed support in principle for the provision of specialist housing for downsizers in an accessible edge-of-town centre location. However, the same site has been identified by the Neighbourhood Plan Steering Group as a potential local green space, or LGS, in the draft Neighbourhood Plan. Any land designated an LGS has the same level of protection as Greenbelt land, and it is safeguarded from any development that does not enhance the role of the area, except in very special circumstances. Steve Jeffries, chairman of the Town Council Planning Committee, said, We welcome development in the right place, and that means it cannot impinge on designated green space. The planning sphere statement concludes, In order to meet the required plan-making test of soundness and to diversify the provision of housing in Warminster over the plan period to 2038, it will be necessary for the Council to allocate the subject site for residential development and public open space in the local plan review. Our Newsweek team with the last seven days of local news. 105-year-old Warminster Dunkirk veteran John Hamilton has died. John was respected throughout the town and spoke recently of his war memories. Of Dunkirk, he said, I had a sort of aggressive feeling about it. This is what I have been trained to do, to shoot. I am an anti-aircraft gunner, I've got to shoot down airplanes, and I'll do my best to do it. John's friend Adela Forrester-Walker announced John's death on Friday. 
We also heard this week that independent town councillor John Syme has died. John represented the Broadway Ward and had also served on West Wiltshire District Council. The Mayor of Warminster, Phil Keeble, joined me in the studio to talk about council matters and I started by asking him of his memories of John. Happy New Year. Uh, Good morning and Happy New Year to you. Uh, Now I say Happy New Year but actually uh, we've had a rather sad start to the year, haven't we, with the news that Councillor John Symes passed away. It, 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 yes, it is obviously a sad uh, start to the year and quite a shock start to the year as well. And um, Councillor Simon unfortunately has passed away um, uh, very suddenly. We don't know the circumstances, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's been on Warminster Council for yeah since what three years ago since since the last election, and prior to that he was a. Uh, uh, a, a previous town councillor, a previous district councillor, and a previous Wiltshire councillor. So, um, you know, a, a, a long-standing councillor in various guises. And uh, uh, our thoughts go to his friends and family at this time. Hmm. Uh, what are your memories of John? He was quite a character, wasn't he? A, ca- a character, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was a character. He could be quite divisive at times, but uh, he... Uh, he, he worked hard for his constituents. You know, he he, he was always uh, uh, championing various uh, um, causes. Um, Boar Hill development being being probably the most notable of that. Um, and he championed environmental issues as well. Um, so yeah, he was uh, he was he was he was a character, but he worked hard for his constituents. Mm-hmm. Now, um, unrelated to John's passing away, there is a new councillor as well, isn't there, uh, Russell Hawker? Yes, yeah, he he uh, literally was it just before Christmas, I think he was uh, uh, elected, albeit um, an uncontested election. Um, so I, I I did briefly meet him the other day. I, I popped into the civic centre just as he was leaving. Um, so yeah, we welcome him to the to the council and uh, look forward to working with him. And people might people said, well, why wasn't there an election? Um, and now the Conservatives didn't put up a, a candidate for for the election, uh, but not having a vote has actually saved the town a lot of money, hasn't it? Absolutely. Um, I mean, that wasn't done by design. There was no, <laughs> it, just, it just so happened that there was only one nomination mm. put forward. Um, but yes, if they had gone to election, the amount that it costs the taxpayer is quite considerable. I mean, I don't know exactly, but you're getting towards twenty thousand pound to to hold a a by election, um, whereas it's, it's, it's you know a, a fairly modest figure for the administrative cost of a an uncontested election. Uh, so uh, Russell will will be joining the council presumably at, at the next full council meeting. It, well, he's a councillor now, he so is. so he, he will he will be at the next full council meeting, which is ooh, yeah. m- Monday after next. <laughs> We're still at that stage where we don't know what day no, the week is. <laughs> um, yeah, Monday after next, I think is the next full council, the fifteenth. So um, he, I'm sure he'll be there, and uh, we'll welcome him, and uh, and no doubt he'll. Um, get involved in various things that are going on in the council. And now, talking of the the next council meeting, uh, amongst other things that you all have on the agenda is the budget, isn't it? Indeed it is. Um, Now, we're not really going to go into details about the budget because we had Andrew Cooper in, uh, and until it's approved, there isn't a great deal uh, to to say. Uh, But we should say, really, that a lot of hard work goes into it, shouldn't we? Absolutely, and and the process of of developing a budget 
is is a is a year long thing. You know, it starts as soon as as soon as this budget is approved, the process to start the next one it, it gets underway. Um, and uh, yes, a lot of hard hard work goes into it. Um, constant reviewing of expenditure against budget and seeing you know monitoring how things are going, and. Yeah, you know, I mean, reluctantly, we have had an increase in the budget this year. Um, you know, it's a below inflation budget, but costs go up. Our costs go up. You know, the services we buy, the the, the staff costs and, and uh, goods that we buy, they've all gone up. So um, a, a responsible council needs to balance its its, its books. And uh, unfortunately, there, there has been an increase, but it is a below a below inflation increase. Uh, and what else is is going to be uh, taxing the council in the in the next few months? It, it, it's kind of a quiet time of year, that lull after Christmas. Mm. But um, you know, the, there are lots of things going on. You know, we will continue to to work hard to try and resolve the uh, three the high street scaffolding issue. Um, we will continue to work hard with with uh, with others, such as the um, Warmth to Business Network, to you know, challenge regeneration. And, um, yeah, there's all those sorts of things that uh, we continue to work hard on. Well, we, we look forward to, to quizzing you more on those in the, the next few months um, ahead of the, uh, the annual meeting. Uh, do, do you know, are, are, you, are you going to be seeking a second term uh, as mayor? No. 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 <laughs> no as much, I mean, I have, to, I have thoroughly enjoyed my, um, what, um, eight months so far of a, of a 12-month tenure. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've done lots of things that I would not have otherwise been able to do. Um, but it is hard work. And, and a 12-month stint is, is a, enough for anybody at a time, I think so. <laughs> well, we're going to have a little bit of fun to end this podcast. Um, Barry Mole, Station Director at WCR, joins me for our Quiz of the Week. Are you ready to do a quiz? Yeah, why not? Okay, uh, so uh, today our quiz is themed around farming. Very loosely, I suspect. Oh, shall I get Ooh, that? Perhaps yeah. it's the farming minister. Yes. Quiz of the week. Quiz of the week. Quiz of the week. Quiz of the week. Ah, all those fans. Lovely. Are you? Uh, by the way, Quiz Family Robinson this week secured sixty uh, percent. Ah, right. So there's hope for me. Are you ready yeah, for your so yes, first I'm ready. question? What's my first question? What's the name of the diddly squat farm manager made famous by the Clarkson's Farm TV show? Is he Caleb Cooper, Sammy Kinghorn or Joe Crowley? <laughs> it's going to be a guess because I have no idea. Let's go for Joe Crowley. It's Caleb Cooper. Caleb Cooper, right. The Farms All Together Now was England's official song for which European football championship? Was it Euro 2000, Euro 2004 or Euro 2008? Uh, 2008. It was 2004. Do you know, I meant to say that. (laughs) My mouth ran away with me. Who is president of the National Farmers Union? A farmer. (laughs) (laughs) David Exwood, Minette Batters, or Tom Bradshaw? Tom Bradshaw. It's Minette Batters. Uh, From Downton, you know, she has a farm at Downton. Does she? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Next question, question four. Oh, dear. It's another football question. (sighs) 
Which current Premier League football team has the smallest pitch? Now, I don't mean ground, I mean the actual area of the football pitch itself, because they're not all the same size. Are they not? No. I thought they ought to be a standard size. No, there's a margin of error. Ah. So is the smallest one Fulham, Crystal Palace or Nottingham Forest? Um, let's go with Fulham. That's correct. 10%, 10%, 10%. 10%. 10%. I've broken my duck. <laughs> you must be quackers. Uh, uh. Barnes is a district of which London borough? Hammersmith and Fulham, Kensington and Chelsea, or Richmond upon Thames? Uh, Richmond upon Thames? That's correct. 20%. 20 20%. 20%. 20%. 20%. So at the halfway point, you're on 20%. It's not good. Mm. Not good at all. Question six. Yes. In what year was fox hunting banned in the UK? 1999, 2002 or 2005? 2002. It was 2005. Was it? It was, mm, yes. It should have been earlier. Mm. Animal Farm by George Orwell is a satirical retelling of events in which country? Russia, France or Germany? Russia. Correct. Whoa! 30%, 30 30%, 30%, 30%. 30%. Who is Secretary of State for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs? Mark Harper, Chris Heaton-Harris or Steve Barkley? Uh, Mark Harper. It's, uh, he's transport. Oh, it's Steve Barkley. Steve Barkley, yes. Yes. How many yards in a mile? 1,000... Oh, sorry, go on. Give me the <laughs> <laughs> is it 1760 2760 or 3760 now this is where my great age comes to play because mm. these are all the metric units we learnt at school and it's yeah. the first one 1760 correct yeah 40 percent 40 percent 40 percent and finally finally which English county's economy is most reliant on farming? Kent, Lincolnshire or Norfolk? Think about it. Yes, yes. It's, I, I know, I know uh, the two to choose from. Mm -hmm. It's a question of which one. Mm -hmm. um, Lincolnshire. That's correct. 50%, 50%, 50%. 50%. 50 it's all those cabbages. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So you finished this week on 50 percent, 50 percent, 50 percent, 50 percent. So not too bad. If you want to uh, get in touch with us here, you can email andrew.robinson at wcrfm.org.uk or you can call 01985 846 111. We'd love to hear your views on the news and we want your ideas too. Uh, what should Around Warminster be talking about in our future editions? For more local news and information, I host Community Chest on Warminster Community Radio each Saturday morning from 9am until 12 noon. Details of all our programmes can be found online at www.wcrfm.org.uk and on our app. Listen in Warminster and the surrounding area on 105.5 FM. That's it around Warminster. Thanks for listening.